Alright, welcome back everyone to Zertot, Guide to Minecraft Survival Mode. This here is the 13th episode of the podcast for a season, where I'll be discussing everything you need to know in your Minecraft Survival World, complete all achievements, and more. Now in the last episode I talked about villager and pillager related farms, and no achievements were covered, however, these tips are still good if you want to have a more convenient experience in your Minecraft survival world. Anyway, if you haven't listened to it yet, check it out right after this episode. And now, let's begin. So I'm going to restate the announcement that I made in the previous episode before we begin. So I've decided to take two month-long breaks every year. The first in May and the second in December. There is a more detailed um, discussion on that in the previous episode. But essentially, May and December, very busy. Also important holidays. So I've decided to take a break. On those times and um, right now it's April 25 as of this episode's publishing so next week Sunday it will be May the 2nd and so um, I'll be taking my break by then and you won't get any episodes for the next month and the same would go for December no episodes in December unless I want to make them but I would very much rather have a break. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's get on to the actual episode. Alright, so let's get into the actual discussion. So this episode will be part one of, the, of a three-part mini-series, once again, very similar to the Village and Pillage one. Um, it's going to cover everything you need to know about Redstone, and redstone components and redstone contraptions so right now i'm going to cover redstone itself the ore and the dust and the block and its many uses in part two i'll talk about redstone components and what they do and lastly in part three i'll talk about some simple redstone contraptions that beginners probably like you can make while learning so before we get into this talk about redstone components and contraptions in the next episodes, let me talk about redstone itself first. So redstone can be primarily found through caves and mining in the form of ore. I'll quickly mention the things I stated in episode 3 regarding this ore. And according to the official Minecraft wiki as of 1.16 and eventually 1.17, Redstone ore can be found in veins from Y levels 1 to 16. It attempts to generate 8 times per chunk, with each vein having a size of 0 to 10 blocks. On average, redstone ore generates 29.5 times per chunk. You'll need an iron pickaxe or stronger to mine it, and without any enchantments, you can get 45 pieces of redstone dust after mining one redstone ore. And of course, if you have enchantments like Fortune, you can increase that. Now, Redstone has one other quirky little feature, which is the fact that it glows when interacted with. This means that 
every time the block of redstone ore is clicked, updated, or made contact with by a mob, it would glow and emit small redstone particles. However, one exception to this is a sneaking player. It will not detect a sneaking player. Anyway, this ore emits these particles until it receives a random block tick, which takes approximately 68.27 seconds. And this effect can actually be detected by a block update detector or observer block. And possibly it can be used for some traps to defend against some mobs or, you know, just prank your friends. By the way, mining redstone ore with a silk touch pickaxe will get you one block of redstone ore and smelting it will get you just one piece of redstone dust. So if you really want to get just the dust, use fortune instead of silk touch. Redstone dust can also be obtained through other means. 15 lengths of redstone dust can be found in any jungle pyramid trap. 5 lengths of redstone dust can be obtained in one type of woodland mansion jail cell room. Witches, when killed without the looting enchantment, drop 0 to 2 pieces of redstone dust, which can be increased with looting. Novice level cleric villagers, at least in the bedrock edition, sell 4 pieces of redstone dust for 1 emerald. Lastly, it can be found in chests in naturally generated structures. Let me enumerate these rates right now for the Bedrock Edition. 1 to 4 redstone dust has a 26.6% chance of generating in a dungeon chest. The same amount can be found 44.8% of the time in a village temple chest and it has another 26.6% chance of spawning in a woodland mansion chest. 4 to 9 pieces of redstone have a 16.9% chance of generating in a mineshaft chest. Same amount has a 15.2% chance of generating in a stronghold storeroom chest and an 11.9% chance of generating in a stronghold altar chest. So that's how you obtain redstone. Now let me just quickly state the proposed new redstone ore generation for 1.18 and yes, as stated in the unscripted updates episode, the second part of the Minecraft 1.17 update which will be in holiday season of 2021 which will include the new, ge- the new generation will be named 1.18. Anyway, as of right now, redstone will generate in two batches or groups. In the first batch, the ore tries to generate 4 times per chunk in batches of 0 to 10 blocks and is distributed equally from Y level 6 minus 63 in. The second batch attempts to generate the same kinds of veins 8 times per chunk in Y levels negative 63, negative 34, being more common the further down you go. So yeah, redstone will be quite easy to find in 1.18, lots of generation there. One other thing is that the ores can replace stone, andesite, diorite, tough, and deep slate. When an ore block replaces deep slate or tough, it will become a deep slate redstone ore, which accepts the same tools as original redstone ore, but it just takes longer to mine. Also, in the next update, 
49 pieces of redstone dust will have a 14.5% chance of generating in a mineshaft chest. Anyway, that should be it for the basics of redstone ore. Now, let's talk about... Let's get back to talking about actual redstone dust, which, in my opinion, is much, much more valuable and important than the ore it comes from. Redstone dust is a very versatile ingredient. Before covering its use as a power or redstone component, I'll talk about its two other uses. The first is a brewing ingredient. For potions with an effect duration like fire resistance or swiftness, redstone can extend that duration by quite a lot, for some making it even more than double the original time. Refer to my brewing episode for more on that, which is episode 7 if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, second is as a crafting ingredient. Redstone is used to craft many things and most of them are important redstone components. And redstone is used to craft these particular items in alphabetical order. Blocks of redstone, blocks, compasses, detector rails, dispensers, droppers, Note blocks, observers, pistons, powered rails, redstone lamps, redstone repeaters, redstone torches, and target blocks. So yeah, those are the many different uses of redstone outside of, well, redstone. So now let's get into the good stuff. Redstone dust as a redstone component. Now this is one of the most essential elements in creating redstone contraptions. Without it, well there would be no redstone contraptions. Now when placing down a piece of redstone dust, it becomes redstone wire. It must be placed on top of solid, also known as opaque, blocks. With a few exceptions. These are glowstone, glass, hoppers, upside-down stairs, and upside-down slabs. There may be more, but these are the ones that I know of. Anyway, this wire points at whatever component or other wire it's connected to, and it can do this in all four cardinal directions, which are north, south, east, and west. It also connects and points to an adjacent piece of redstone wire that is one block above it in altitude, but with an exception. If a solid block is on top of the lower piece of wire, then the two wires will be separated and no longer connected. A piece of redstone wire is connected to only one other wire or redstone component, to point at that component and directly away from it, forming a line. If it's connected to two or more other components, then it will form either a line, elbow, T, or cross shape. When connected to no components, it will have a plus shape, showing that, that it can connect to anything in the four cardinal directions. Lastly, for placement in the Bedrock Edition, Redstone Wire automatically configures itself to point and send signals towards or from adjacent components, while it does not in Java Edition. I won't cover the Java mechanics because, as stated before, this guide is for Bedrock only.
for the behavior of redstone wire. Essentially, it's a way of transmitting power from one component to another. It can be used to operate other components and mechanisms such as doors and pistons. Wires get their power through a number of methods. The first is from an adjacent powered block or power source. The second is through the output of an adjacent resonant repeater or comparator pointing towards the wire. And the third is from an adjacent redstone wire. In mind that this adjacent wire can transmit power from one block lower or higher as long as the path is not interrupted by a solid block. Now, redstone wires can only carry so much power. It goes in a, in a linear fashion beginning with the power source. The maximum power a redstone wire can have is 15 from a strong power source. It decreases by one every block, and this is seen through the brightness of, of the wire as it gets darker every block. When the power level reaches zero, the redstone wire no longer carries power. This structure wire can be extended with something like a redstone repeater or even another power source, which I'll discuss in the next episode. Now you can power an opaque or solid block using merely redstone wire. This is done by putting power redstone wire either on top or pointing to the block you want to power. Though unfortunately, this only creates weak power, which would best be amplified by something like a redstone repeater. However, it's still good to know the powering capabilities, and keep in mind that redstone wires cannot power transparent blocks like glass or stairs. Lastly, for redstone dust and wire, when the redstone wire is powered, it goes from a dark red to light red color as it goes from low to high power, and this emits red particles when powered. So that's how redstone wire works. Before I end this episode, I'll just talk about one more redstone component, which in my opinion is the most related to pure redstone dust, and that's the redstone block. It can be crafted in a crafting table with 9 pieces of redstone dust. It's actually a very useful redstone component as it's a strong source of power. It provides a redstone signal of 15, the maximum, to any adjacent redstone dust, including ones directly above or below it. It also powers any adjacent redstone comparators and repeaters that face away from the block. And lastly, it powers any adjacent redstone component, including those above and below. No pistons have a slight exception. They can only be powered in any direction, except for right in front of them with the wood part. When any other block is adjacent to the redstone block, it does not get powered. When a redstone torch hangs off a redstone block, this torch stays powered for one tick and powers off. And one more important thing about redstone blocks is that they can be moved using pistons and sticky pistons. This makes it the only movable power source and it can be very useful in certain redstone contraptions which we'll discuss in part 3. Lastly, unlike redstone dust, redstone blocks cannot be damaged or destroyed by lava or water. Anyway, that should be the end of this episode about Redstone Minecraft. This is a rather short episode, shorter than usual, so I'm very sorry for that. And apologies for being a bit late. I, I had a very hard time writing the script since I had so much to do. 
and I had to stay up at like 5 a.m. or something like that last night. Yeah, sorry about that. However, I hope you still liked it. My break is coming after this, so expect not to get episodes for the next month. No emails this week, once again, but that's completely fine. And anyway, if you like this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends and family members, and stay tuned for the episodes to come. If you search the Dirt House on Anchor's website, you can send me a voice message for feedback, or you could also send feedback to this podcast email address, and that's the dirt.podcast at gmail.com. I repeat, the dirt.podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can become a patron at my Patreon page for only $1 a month. Speaking of patrons, my last patron, X I'm Not Normal X, apparently last week stopped being my $5 patron. Just, yeah, they just stopped it. So, um, there's now a new open slot for being my one and only patron. If you want to do that, you can. Don't need to but it would support me very much so um yeah patrons get exclusive shout outs and access to all of my episode scripts plus other benefits like talking to me through the patron only page once again it's all in the episode's description so yeah thank you all for listening to the 13th episode of my podcast and i hope to see you again in the next ones bye now